Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This episode is brought to you by Abigail 13. Support Switchcraft and my other content at patreon.com slash runjumpstomp. Happy time zone, everybody. Uh, Happy to have you listening. This is going to be a shorter show than usual. I just spent all day, literally all day, uh, priming and painting the podcast studio as well as the new bedroom upstairs and the stairwell. Uh, It was a lot of work, and there's still a whole lot more to be done. But I didn't want to go a day without getting a podcast out for you. So uh, let's jump in with feedback. Uh, let's start off with Colin Tapp reviewed the show. Uh, they said that it was easy going but full of goodness. This show is packed full of news with minimal downtime, but the whole listening experience is very relaxed. A great balance of information and personality. Well, thank you so much, Colin Tapp. If you want to get your review read on the show, just go ahead and tell me what you think. Go to iTunes, review the show, one star, five stars, whatever it is that you think. I'll read it on the show. Um, All right, let's jump in to the news. Zelda Breath of the Wild DLC is out. Uh, I played it for only about two and a half hours the other day. I immediately jumped into hard mode. Uh, I haven't checked out any of the other new stuff because I am starting from scratch. So uh, I'm really excited to start from scratch. I didn't anticipate that I would be this excited, but I really am. And uh, I'm looking forward to seeing or uncovering that that whole world again. Now, this game is not joking around. Holy cow. It is tough. Um, The combat is really tough. Even the, like, I am still on the Great Plateau. I'm running around with sticks and Bokoblin spears and things that have an attack of, like, five. And I am getting my butt kicked. There's even some... Very, very difficult enemies. You know what I'm talking about. On the Great Plateau. Things where I, when I saw it, I was like, Whoa, what is that doing here? So, anyway, if you haven't downloaded it and you're looking for more of a challenge from the um, from Breath of the Wild, this is definitely your way to go. The game is awesome. I'm really having a, a fun time with it. And um, I can't wait to start finding the new masks and stuff that are in the game. Anyway, um Let's talk about something very different, maybe something retro. Namco Museum coming out July 28th. I'm very excited for this. I talked about this when it was first announced. announced. And uh, Namco Museum is a game that lived in my uh, Game Boy for quite a long time. Uh, Any time that I didn't that I couldn't nail down what it was that I felt like playing, Namco Museum is where I went. I grew up on these old-school arcade games, and it's really great that Namco Museum is bringing a, a, a version to the Switch. Um, on the website, the teaser website went up a few days ago, and it lists Pac-Man, Dig Dug, Galaga, Galaga 88, Drauga, I don't know what that one is, Sky Kid, Splatterhouse, Rolling Thunder 1, and 2, Tank Force, and then 
this is very cool, Pac-Man Versus, which actually requires two switches and four players in order to play. Uh, and if you're not sure what Pac-Man Versus is, just watch the video that I've linked in the show notes. Basically, one player plays as Pac-Man. The other three players play as ghosts. And they everybody has their own view of the board. So the ghosts don't necessarily know where Pac-Man is. Pac-Man can see the whole board. But the ghosts can only see a small portion of the board. And they don't know where Pac-Man is. And it looks like a lot of fun. It's it's really funny. Nintendo actually heavily featured this game when it originally came out uh, at E3 a long time ago. Uh, it was really odd. It's it's uh, not like a huge game, but I love that they're bringing it to the Switch. The Switch is a system that thrives on local multiplayer play, and I can just I I I'm not sure if they've said if it has online. Uh, component to Pac-Man versus I I hope that it does but really this game is going to live or die on local multiplayer and uh, trying you know the three ghosts are communicating trying to uh, tell each other hey I think I saw Pac-Man over here uh, while Pac-Man's trying out smart him because they can see everything um, it's almost reminds me of there was a there's a game called Nintendo Land on the Wii U which unfortunately very few people got a chance to play uh, but it was basically the Wii Sports version for uh, Wii U, and it was really good. Uh, there were some weaker parts to it, but there was one part where you were, I think it was Mario, and everybody else played as a Toad, and they had to work together to try and catch Mario, and Mario was running around the board. He can see everything, and the other, uh, because he had the Wii U tablet in his hand, uh, whoever was Mario had the Wii U tablet, and Everybody else is playing on the uh, TV, and they can only see what they are looking for. And then for even better, I, and this is not something that they can do on the Switch, but for even better playability, you could see the person's face on the screen because the Wii U tablet had a camera built in. And so as they're running around, um, like you can see their face and how they're reacting. It was very funny. Uh, to watch and and my family and I laughed a lot playing that game, um, but that's kind of what Pac-Man Versus is. And if if you're not interested in Namco Museum, uh, then we've got other stuff to talk about. But if you are interested in Namco Museum, July twenty eighth, two thousand seventeen, uh, why don't you go ahead and pre-order it if you can find it somewhere. So I recorded my podcast about the uh, Super Nintendo Classic right after information about it dropped. Uh, a little more information is now out, and originally I was hypothesizing that it because it didn't use um, old Super Nintendo controllers, it uh, you know they had the same type of controller port that the uh, NES Classic had, which is the same one from the Wii. And basically, my I was wondering, well, okay, I don't see any place on the front where you can plug these in. Maybe you can plug them in on the side. Well, Nintendo Life actually got a picture of these controller ports and where they plug in. And it's actually kind of cool. You flip down the front of the console, um, almost like a tailgate on a truck. And uh, you can plug them in right there. I, I think that it would have been better to just put these ports on the outside I know that they wanted to preserve what the front of the Super Nintendo looked like, but I think that this would have been better. 
uh, served to just that there, that's one more spot to break. Um, that's one more thing. One more moving part is always a bad thing. You never want to have moving parts if you can avoid it. Uh, I think that it would have been better to just have these ports either on the back or on the sides if you really wanted to preserve what the front of the console looked like, but that's okay. Uh, I'm super excited about the, uh, Super Nintendo Classic. It looks like Nintendo is making the same mistake as they did last time. They're not allowing pre-orders in the U.S., um, I've talked about this the last two episodes. I'm not going to beat a dead horse, but Nintendo, you really have got to, you've got to let people pre-order things. We, we don't want to show up on September 29th and not be able to get one. That'll be just hugely disappointing, uh, to a lot of your fans. And you might, you might drive away some of your fans because you don't do this. If you don't do this right. All right, let's jump into uh, Cave Story. So that's the new Super Nintendo Entertainment System. Are you one of the people that picked up Cave Story Plus on the Switch? If you are, let me know what you think of that game, because I am thinking about picking it up, which is kind of weird because I actually have Cave Story on Steam. Now, why am I talking about it? Well, there's going to be an update coming. Now, when we got Cave Story for the Switch... One of the things that kind of that they tried to justify their higher price tag with is the fact that it has updated visuals. Well, they're going to be putting out an update for the game that will actually give you the option to have the original visuals, which is kind of cool. I always like it when games do this. One game that did this was, um, oh my gosh, what's the one where you play a kid, Wonder Kid, Wonder Boy? And the Dragon Trap, I think it's called. I never actually got to play it. Uh, it looked fantastic, and it's definitely on my wish list. It's something I'm going to pick up at some point in the future. But with massive games like Zelda and Mario coming up on the horizon, along with ARMS and Splatoon, it's really difficult to nail down time to play these smaller titles. Uh, anyway, that game... Uh, let you sw uh, hit a button and switch back into the old graphics uh, because it was originally a Master System game, I believe. And uh, I love it when games do things like this, kind of like in Mario Maker when you can switch between the old-style visuals and the new-style visuals uh, at the push of a button. So that's Cave Story Plus. Let's, um, let's lightning around the rest of these sh stories just because I am tired and I still have painting to do. So... Uh, Lego Ninjago movie video game that's a terrible title but is also coming to the Switch. This is going to come out on September 22nd, 2017. I, I'm i not super excited about this. I'm kind of done overall with Lego games. If you're looking for a really good Lego game, uh, I highly recommend personally that you check out um, Lego City Undercover. I feel like that game is fantastic. It has humor that will appeal to both adults and kids. Uh, it's, uh, you know, the controls are sloppy, just like all, uh, Lego games are, but Lego puts out their games or I think it's TT, uh, tiny. I can't remember the name of the company that puts out the Lego games right now, but it's not important. Uh, the Lego games come to every platform. I'm sure that the Lego Ninjago movie video game will also be on like the iPad and things like that. Uh, so it's not a huge surprise that it's coming. It's just one more. I'm sure that we'll end up getting it at my house just because it's something that my son would really, really enjoy. He loves the Lego games. And it's a multiplayer game that he, he and my wife like to play together. They like they enjoy playing the Lego games. Um, Battle Chasers Night War. 
is all is up for pre-order on Amazon. By the way, if you want, you can also pre-order Lego Ninjago movie video game. Uh, and there's links for both of these in the show notes. They're Amazon affiliate links, just so you know. And if you are looking for a way to support the show, use these links uh, and you'll kick a little money my way and it won't cost you guys anything. But anyway, Battle Chasers Night War is this. Uh, I talked about it a few episodes ago. It's a very cool um, turn-based almost like JRPG roguelike style game uh, based on a comic book that I actually never heard of. And the game comes out on October 3rd and I wasn't really sold on it from when they did the, the Nindies showcase. I think this was before the switch came out. I can't remember now, but I watched a video of it. I don't know, maybe two weeks ago. And I I was sold and I, I actually talked about it on the, uh, on the podcast, but I was sold. I think it looks really, really fantastic. I'm looking forward to this game quite a bit, and I'm trying to think what what does it have for competition uh, coming in uh, coming up in October. I can't really think of any. Oh my gosh, I'm dumb. Um, at the end of October, Super Mario Odyssey is coming out. I think it's October 27th or something like that. So, uh, if you're interested in Battle Chasers and you are also interested in Mario, make sure you pick up Battle Chasers right away. It comes out on October 3rd. That way you have the month of October to play it and finish it before uh, Super Mario Odyssey comes out and we never see you again. All right, everybody. As I said, we're going with a short episode today. Uh, thanks so much for listening. That's all the time I have. If there's a story that I missed, let me know. You can shout at me at, uh, at runjumpstamp. Blah. You can shout at me at RunJumpStomp on Twitter. Uh, you can give me a phone call, 260-RUN-JUMP. That's 260-786-5867. You can join the Discord and, and be part of that conversation. Right now, everybody's trying to help me come up with emotes because I got this. I, I, I now have the subscriber button on uh, Twitch. So people can go there and subscribe, and then they get like emotes that they can use in chat, which is kind of cool. But I don't want to pick them by myself, so people in Discord have been helping me figure that out in the feedback channel. I've been trying to make them myself. I think I may end up just hiring somebody to draw for me because it's a disaster. Uh, anyway, uh, don't forget to stop by the live stream, speaking of Twitch. Go to twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp, and, uh, and I'd love to see you there. And just say, hey, I'm I'm a listener from the podcast, and you know I'll make sure that you get a high five or something. Uh, if you're looking for ways to support the show, you can buy Doc Socks that my wife makes. Uh, basically, this is, is a piece of cloth that goes over the front of your Switch dock to make it look cool under your TV, make it stand out from everything else. Um, you you can find a link to that at runjumpstomp.com slash support. Other links that you'll find there is a link to my Patreon. Um, every month... I draw something, a full-color drawing. It's pretty terrible. I'm not going to lie. It's not great. But uh, every uh, supporter on our patron, uh, they end up getting that drawing as well as a video of me drawing it. And um, if you're interested in something like that, no matter how much you pledge at, at the patron, you got, you always get the same rewards. Because I figure most of the time when people are pledging on a Patreon, it's, they're, they're pledging based on what it is that they can pledge not based on the crappy rewards that i can offer uh but anyway make sure you check that out at runjumpstomp.com support um the music from today is a donkey kong country song by shady cicada 
Uh, I've played some of his music before. He's awesome. Special thanks to Shady Cicada for allowing me to use your music on the show. Uh, so tune in. Uh, check out his stuff. There's a link in the show notes to this exact song. And make sure that you give him a subscribe over at YouTube. Tell him I sent you. Anyway, thanks for listening. I'll t- talk to you guys next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.